Hello, Z. Welcome back to the Bromley Buzz. And uh, how are you feeling well? Hello, uh, from over in Bromley through a screen. <laughs> oh, there we go. How am I feeling? Still coffee, still a bit croaky, but getting there. Yeah, well, we've been how afflicted. How are you feeling? We, the whole Bromley Buzz team pretty much has been afflicted by COVID in the last few days, which has not exactly helped our progress. Um, yeah, but it has rather show, lingered on. <laughs> the show must go on. And the show must go on. Very clean. Well, <laughs> that, that brings me nicely on to actually our very first clip, which is from a survivor who survived something which I think it wouldn't be difficult to argue is far worse than COVID, uh, the Holocaust. So this is a clip from uh, Biggin Hill Memorial Museum where he gave a talk recently and we spoke. My name is Ziggy Shipper, and you are listening to the, the Bromley Bar. Thank you, Ziggy Shipper. Um, a man with a lovely message, I might add. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, it really does put things into perspective, doesn't it? It does. Um, and uh, for our listeners, uh, I'm Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and you are? Zina Nani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Yeah, and because of those little lines and those little testy things which are against me at the moment, we're doing this by Zoom for a change. And if anyone hears any strange noises in the background or wind, that's because of what's going on outside of my office. Um, and <laughs> strange noises like to... and wind. Uh, yeah. Wind from the outside, not wind from below, right? I don't think that's on that newly government published list of COVID symptoms. <laughs> that had a whole new horror to it, wouldn't it? Do you know what? Any, nothing surprises me with COVID. There's always a new symptom coming out. Mm, very true. Well, um, anyway, we go well the... we've got store, come on, let's let's buzz about the whole London Borough of Bromley. What's going on? We've got a lot going on. We've got some uh, cool stuff and some interviews. Um, you've been out and uh, doing a bit of buzzing out in Kent lately. Um, I went to a business fair. Um, we had Startups Bromley. I've got an interview with somebody from a church. Uh, lots of bits and pieces, but I'd like to go back, actually, just for now. I mean, we are talking, even as very poor, very upsetting world events keep going on as well, uh, and Ukraine being uh, very high on that particular list, mm. and therefore... It's definitely a thing for the times and all time, and that's uh, what Ziggy Shipper said at the Biggin Hill Memorial Museum, and what his lesson is for everybody. And I just wanted to play that clip as well. Whatever you do, do not hate. Hate is the worst thing that can happen to you. If you don't like somebody, say hello, goodbye, and that's it. But don't hate. The worst thing there is, is hating people. Why could you? Okay. Just don't do it. Do not hate. Hmm. Hate is a very interesting word. Um, I remember my mum always tells me, uh, when you use the word hate, before you use it, think about why you are using it. Truly understand the reasons behind it. Because it's quite a powerful word that can be quite detrimental. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? The funny thing is, 
uh, that even around the same time I was doing that, I did this interview with uh, the actor Stephen Webb, who's playing Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror show at the Churchill Theatre, which is on um, from Monday the 11th um, for a few days. And it wasn't in the interview, which I published the other day, but I said to him afterwards, you know what? Hitler would have absolutely hated what you're doing on stage and what you're standing for as part of the Rocky Hitch uh, horror show. And we rather enjoyed that thought. Uh, and uh, on that note, uh, I'm going to insert another clip here. This is a very clippy show today um, of Stephen offering his Frankenfurter's life advice. I would say, don't dream it, be it, and just give yourself over to absolute pleasure. That's what I would say to you. Um, you know, never, never, or uh, especially with this show, take your inhibitions out the door and have a real good fun with us. And Z, you naughty person, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yes, you were saying um, it all depends on which absolute pleasure, weren't you? I was, mm, yes. Depends on the pleasure. My dear, <laughs> my dear. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be off air, by the way, <laughs> our little talk. <laughs> but then again, nothing secret between us, right? Well, the kinds of things we talk about on air a lot of the time are things like our collective love of espresso martinis, prosecco and all that, of going out to theatre and having a good time. We will be at the opening night of the Rocky Horror Show. So, yes, that's there's lots, lots of things which won't upset the listeners. No, it won't be. And that's definitely going to be a buzz for our next uh, Bromley Buzz. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know you are. Um, we've both been kind of getting our outfits together. Uh, yes, I am. No more, so prepared. look for the photos. <laughs> There'll be lots of it. Mm, yes, that's going to be an interesting one. Now, can we have your first buzz? I heard you the other day on air again. Actually, My first buzz? Oh, I got invited. Mm. Sorry? No, no, carry on. Oh, um, so um, I got a lovely phone call from Paul Andrews from the Business Bunker Show, uh, Channel Radio 2, and uh, he asked me to sit in as his co-host, um, as the gorgeous, as he calls it, the gorgeous stonking, no, stonkingly gorgeous Jules Serkins was off sick. Initially we thought it was man flu, but apparently she and her husband or what does she often say that you love new husband, my it. new husband yes uh, her new husband have both come down with covid so i stood in for her and it was absolutely fantastic what a buzz it was on the business bunker show that's yep, a bit of a you, burr, 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 burr. and you were there and with uh, jason the um window i boy. was Jason Morrell from mm -hmm. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services. So it was it, it was a really lovely Tuesday, indeed. And I felt really popular. Oh. Yes, well, yeah. because oh, I, I had so many tweets coming in. <laughs> I couldn't even keep up with all the tweets. No, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, the people that are part of that show, that are regulars, that tweet in and, you know, that the business bunker are doing to promote them as well is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so it was a great, great show and it was great to be his co-host. So who knows, I may step in once in a while. Good. Well, it's time to give you some buzzes perhaps here. Um, 
I went to the Children's Business Fair run by Orpington First in, uh, well, just the other day, uh, which was an incredibly lovely event with lots of young people. Um, they're actually competing in effect. You told me the other day. You've been down quite, with COVID for a few days. Yes, but the, of course, the last show I got out was a Stephen Foster interview, which was by Zoom and was therefore very safe. So before any of that happened, Children's Business Fair I went to, and amongst other things, um, well, the main thing with it was it was a lot of children who had planned products and little services, well, products, uh, that they were selling on stalls on the day. It was in the Walnut Shopping Centre in Orpington. It was a lot bigger and a lot more stalls than I could possibly have imagined when I went. Um, the young people were very age-ranged, but most of them were very young, um, you know, um, pre-teen sort of thing. And they started the of, apparently from the age of seven. Yeah, the amount of inventiveness and, um, that they'd done in there. I mean, I still remember uh, Healthy Snacks by Edward peanut chocolate cookie which I'd like more of they were really really good um I've got you a present by the way this is this isn't the present I'm showing you this on zoom which is useless for our visitors but I, this is a bee crochet bee look at him Aww. very very cute um, that is very that, that was by um recreates um products um r-e-i-k uh, R-E-A-T-E-S, hashtag, that is, um, who had various um, crocheted items, including little octopus and things like that there, and that was very cute. So we don't have a Broly Buzz Bee. We had one anyway called Buzz from before that was a key ring, but owing to the fact that I have this new bee, Goodies. you can have the bee that you thought you were getting last time when we spoke. So, oh, awesome. There you go. You have the original Buzz, or will do when we meet up next. Oh, thank you. Virtual hug. <laughs> thank you. My favourite <laughs> stall was a tote bag stall. Okay, this one didn't win, I don't think. I loved it. And um, uh, I got myself uh, a tote bag which has uh, Go With The Flow written on it, which refers to flow states, which is something I learned about recently. But this one is for you. It might be uh, hard to read. Um, Donut. It's, uh, hang on. Donut worry. Worry with a... Oh, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. Ah, oh, get it! <laughs> yeah, it's a punny it's a tote bag. Uh, it oh, is a punny tote bag. Oh, so, thank you. Do you know you, what, Derek? You love your tote bags because when we went over to uh, uh, the Croydon Business Fair, yeah. you picked yourself up a tote bag from there too. Yes, in fact, um, your tote bag was in that tote bag. <laughs> uh, by the way, the... Um, the original Buzz the Bee came from the Gingham Goose Fair, um, so I'll mention that. Um, but there is another children's business fair in Orpington coming along, and I believe this is actually the first in London, uh, on the 16th of July, so people can look forward to that as well. And I hope to yeah. interview uh, Lee Lamb, who helped organise this one with Orpington first, before that event. Yeah, no, absolutely. They've already started promoting that. I saw the leaflets there the other day when I was in Orpington. Very efficient. Well, here we go into a little string of interviews because the first one is an interview with the children on the award. Yeah, they were one of the winners um, and will go on, I think, to take their stall to the Priory Live Music Festival where you'll be emceeing. Um, and they were called Shoots and Roots, and here's the children. Hello, it's winners at the um, Children's Business Fair. Uh, how are you feeling right now? Um, 
Personally, I'm feeling amazed because I, I never really thought you would win. But yeah, our stall I think was pretty good. And what is your name again? My name's Henry. And you're with? And um, my name is Harry. Brilliant. Lovely job. You have some beautiful flowers in there, which I'm going to buy some of. How long did it take to prepare all this? Um, three weeks. Three weeks, probably, yeah. And uh, how did you come up with the name Shoots and Roots? Well, um, my mum um, thought of some ideas. because we, Well, we're doing plant-based, so and shoots are plant-based, and so are roots, so why don't we do Shoots and Roots? And... Have you got a bit of a thing about um, ecology and green and the climate and all that stuff? Yeah, I think um, we tried not to use too much plastics. Um, Like, our bags were made of recyclable materials. Well, anyway, thank you very much. Thank you. And you know what I did after I spoke to the children, Z? Go on, enlighten us. I ambushed their mum. So here's... Here's Shoots um, parent mum. You were just um, talked about by your um, son. Uh, uh, yes. So, mum, what's your first name? <laughs> Helen. Nice to meet you, Helen. How are you feeling right now? I'm so proud of them. I really am. For, I know he, he mentioned that, like the naming and stuff like that, but it's all been so collaborative and they've put it all together themselves. They've had to understand how to write a business plan to do you know, profit and how, how to do the sale and return on the plants to all the marketing. And even today, just like talking to customers and the mayor and the local um, MP and... Yeah, that's really daunting for a 10-year-old. I thought they did so well, so I'm very, very proud. Yeah, and these memories will stay with them for life as well. Yep, I think they'll go on their CV. <laughs> yeah, so a joint high-five to um, Orpington First for putting this on. It's great. Yeah, no, fantastic. Really, uh, more of this. I'm looking forward to the one in the summer, and it's really great that they got a place on the um, on the event in August as well, so perfect. Okay, today Orpington, tomorrow Lord Sugar. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And finally, the premises it was in, in the uh, glades, um, belonged to the Hope Church. In the, gl- in in the glades? The walnuts, in the walnuts. In the, walnuts. In the uh, walnuts. I think we're all getting a bit of a tongue-twisting uh, session here. <laughs> uh, blame COVID, no. Uh, and here's another little interview with um, Gary from the Hope Church. Hello, Gary, of the um, Hope Church in Orpington. Uh, you've just been, or still are actually, hosting the Children's Business Fair. How are you feeling about that? Uh, Darren, it's great. We love seeing all the children here and the aspect of of serving a community and having the uh, three different venues that we've got in the Walnuts and being able to use that to, to, um, in in so many different ways, um, to bless the community. And we as a church feel it's very, very keenly that we ought to be and want to be part, very much embedded in the community, um, sharing the good news of, of the gospel, but of also building a meaningful and long-term relationships. Um, one of the reasons we're here in the high street is that we we are, I'm a businessman as well, I've been in business for 30 years in the area, and I'm very much aware that high streets are now a lot more than just uh, shops and large emporiums. It's very much about bringing life and reasons to visit the high street. And, and, and that's one of the things that we believe we can serve a community, but be part of it. And we enjoy it. We enjoy meeting people. 
And uh, the judges have spoken, and uh, the result is out on who's uh, considered the best stands in there. Is there any you particularly enjoyed? Uh, generally the food ones. Although, <laughs> my son should be here really, because I've come away with a whole load of Mother's Day um, gifts, which are all spread out in front of me. Um, and something to help him with his times table, which was, I thought, ingenious. But I've, I've been so impressed by the, uh, the, the, I guess, the professionalism and the enth- obviously enthusiasm. Kids are generally enthusiastic, but there's a, a different level in there. And they're really engaging with the adults as well. So, yeah, my hat off to them. You have a slogan in uh, illuminated writing in there. Uh, if I remember correctly, is it uh, Hope is Here? That's right, yes. The neon light, yes. Yeah, I think that's a, a great place to end. Hope is Here. And uh, all, those children, the future. all those children are showing that today. It's great. Mm. Thank you for your part in helping this happen. Very happy, yeah. Thank you, Darren. So there you go. It is Winterview Fest there. Uh, and we're not finished yet, actually. No, do you know what? Gary's a lovely gentleman. I um, actually um, met him a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, I just got talking to him because I was walking in Orpington, um, helping deliver the magazines for Life in Orpington for Mm Lauren to ride. And I got talking to Gary. Wonderful gentleman. Yes, I agree. They do a lot of work um, of a much more serious nature um, besides what that particular event was about. Uh, Yeah, it was really cool. Right. Um, now then, we both had a little while ago, uh, and we pushed this news a little bit on the back burner while we were doing the Greener Cleaner Bromley Hub launch, mm. um, Startup Bromley Week. Yeah, um, that was lovely. Mm. Yes, the local business support people had a whole week of events, um, one of which included um, a, a little expo day. You were at that with the stall. Yes, in Contingents Works. Yeah, very nice office uh, space, uh, flexible. Yeah, lovely. I love their coffee machine. Cappuccino, espresso, macchiato, latte. I saw you when you were leaving carrying your stand stuff, so it was far too heavy for you to take out. (laughs) No, it was a very good day. Lovely business people there. Um, uh, And there was a lovely lady who I got to know as well called um, Alita. Mm-hmm. or a letter, I, I, I always forget how to pronounce it. Anyway, she does these amazing, delicious uh, vegan meringues. Yes, I so saw them, but do not partake. So, yeah, very, very tasty. Definitely worth uh, checking out. Yeah, well, there was also um, people there who had uh, won the uh, pitch competition. I think it was. They also had in that week so some people won some money for their businesses and mm-hmm. they'll be interviewing them. They were doing barbecue things. Oh, yeah. uh, in fact, I may even here have the details. Let me just have a little yes, look. Yes, Pro. They were, they were absolutely fantastic. In fact, I bought one of their um, products um, the, that you put on chicken and fish mm. and I actually tried out the uh, rub on the fish and it was absolutely divine. Well, my daughter had liked the um, Tajine Genie, a lovely David Bowie pun for people from Bromley, I might add. I enjoyed that uh, on the recipe as well. Um, and another thing that happened in that week was the uh, panel where they had some local businesses um, talking about their experience, uh, a journalist from uh, the Sunday Times uh, and um, 
uh, a very influential national international speaker called Emily. And that was a, a really interesting hour or so as well. And I've got to this interview with a lady called Hannah, who I previously met on one of the workshops that Startup Bromley run. So I'm just going to run that now. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm at the Startup Bromley uh, panel event today. And we've just heard from uh, panellists, including national journalists and local business people. And uh, I've met somebody who I met in the Startup Bromley Lounge at a workshop uh, and uh, it's only just launched her own business in the last eight weeks. So, firstly, um, Hannah, uh, tell me the name of your business and what you do. So, um, my business is called Grow Marketing London, and essentially it's a uh, marketing consultancy and training academy um, to really help entrepreneurs understand the marketing space and help them develop um, more robust strategies uh, to, to kind of reach their customers rather than spending all day trying to figure out Facebook algorithms, essentially. And uh, how helpful has Startup Bromley been to you? Well, I'm really so early on in my um, in my journey, but I've really tapped into the resources and met you at that branding workshop, which yep. was excellent. I've been on a pitch workshop. I'm through to the pitch finals on, on Thursday, where I can um, I've, I've really been helped to kind of really harness what my business plan is. So it's been the support has been amazing. I've only been sort of in it for four weeks, and I feel like I've got so much help already. And what do you think of today's event? Today's event was great. I really enjoyed hearing the personal stories and they were really quite different businesses. You had a tech startup that was looking for kind of global domination. You had a kind of local kind of like um, play cafe franchise. Um, and then you had a journalist putting it in a national context. So for me, I just thought it really kind of like helped bring to life, you know, the, not just the entrepreneur's journey, but how that fits into the kind of overall kind of econ economic sort of picture of the country, really. Well, thank you for that. I hope your startup turns into a grow-up. Oh, thanks very much. And there we go. That was uh, a little bit of a look back on the startup Bromley. That was, was, was definitely a buzz. They're doing good work. Yeah, really good work. Mm. Do you know what? And, um, you know, some of the pitch winners there were absolutely fantastic as well. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, of course, congratulations go to Loretta of A Life in Orpington, Life in Bromley magazines, who was one of the winners. Yeah. So and then um, um, Cheryl Huggins, she was a runner-up, wasn't she, or as well along there? I think she that was one of the runner-up. the makeup up. lady. Yeah. The makeup lady, yes, who will be on my show uh, actually tomorrow as we're recording it today. But I don't know when this show's going up, but yes, tomorrow, Friday, the 8th of April. Yeah. Um, yes, your show being, of course, Mindset Matters on Channel Radio 2. I know, I always forget to say that, but I know you like to say it, so I'll, you can say it. <laughs> uh, what? Um, Mindset Matters on Channel Radio 2? You mean there that? you go. Yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah, so good I said it twice. So good it was. Yes, you said it twice. Absolutely. Uh, never can say it enough. Anyway, we got a really, really nice joint buzz that we did, didn't we? I'm learning, I'm learning. Yes. OT, good old OT. I am here is her production. 
And uh, she will be, I am here in the Churchill Theatre in Bromley on the 15th of June with her show. Right, in the seven minutes we've got, and that's not a complete shock, I have to say, Oti. Um, <laughs> right, you have this enormous tour coming up um, between the end of April and the beginning of July at the moment. And as the Daily Mail says, you're the first female dancer from Strictly who's doing a solo national tour. How are you feeling right now? Oh my goodness, I, I'm actually buzzing. Um, I think it, it's a huge challenge to take it on, especially as a, as a as going on alone by myself. But I'm also excited. I get to do the thing that I love, which is dancing. And I do it in front of an audience that loves to watch dance and appreciate it so much. And I think only based on that, I, I only can say thank you and be grateful and 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 say I'm, I feel very lucky to be in this position. And the tour's called I Am Here, and uh, I, I note that it is translated from Setswana. Um, two things. Can you actually say it in Setswana? Because it's lovely to hear things in their proper language. And uh, why did you choose the name? Well, <laughs> yes, um, I can say it in Setswana because I'm Tswana. Uh, it's my native language. And basically, I called the show I Am Here because it is a direct translation of my name. So OT is not my full name so on the half of my name and my full name is Utile Mabuse and the reason why I did that is that I wanted people to come watch the show and feel like they're coming to watch Utile perform and not OT the person that they see on TV I want them to really feel like they're getting to know who I am and the reasons why I do what I do and what inspires me. And you've said that uh, as a dancer a lot of the time you stand there and be quiet um, not this time clearly. <laughs> yeah you know a lot of the times it, it, because it's not about us when you're on the show it's really not about us you you have this incredible celebrity who's worked so hard and they're coming into your world and and you want to hear how they feel and you want to hear their take on it and their perspective so you're there to to take care of them uh, but when you have a solo tour the perspective and the focus is different and yes I can sing and dance and shout and be funny as much as possible but um, I have to talk and I love talking. I love chatting. Um, and, I, and the thing about this is that I'm talking about the experiences, not just about me, but of the things that I have experienced and my country where I come from and also living in Germany. And of course, the, it's been described as solo, but it's far from it because you've got dancers, musicians and singers. Uh, we've yes. seen, seen that and I, the uh, Kevin Clifton's Burn the Floor show, which is stunning. Uh, is yours yes. going to be sort of somewhat in that vein? Oh, my God. I've seen Burn the Floor and Ali Ashton. I've seen all their talk and everybody is amazing. And, and yes, it's going to be of, do you know what? It, I think all of the shows are, are really high quality. And that, that's the thing I, I want to get my show as well to be um, high quality as well. Um, it's going to be Latin and Borum, but very much of African influences and contemporary um, and, and some commercial dancing. And, and I, I wanted to feel like it's a show for everyone, not just Latin and Borum fans, but all dance fans and all people who, who love the arts. And yes, it's not just me. Um, I think saying solo tour, I actually have so many people on the stage with me at all times. Um, we have a cast of 12 dancers and it's a live band that are going to be playing and two incredible singers that can also dance as well. Um, so it's going to be a full, full stage with a full performance. 
I've, I've seen it referred to that uh, you wore a lot of wigs in Strictly. Uh, are you going to be doing a lot of quick changing with and without wigs in the show? No, we, we ain't got time for that. <laughs> it takes a long time to change the hair. But there will be a lot of quick changes with the outfits. Yes, that will happen. Uh, but not with the hair. No. Okay. Zina, would you like to ask something? Uh, yes. Hi, OT. Um, hi, hi. I, I was just curious, you know, because being back in South Africa, you, you actually went to university and studied civil engineering. And then... Mm -hmm you've become a dancer. Can you just kind of talk to me about that sort of change and transition? Yes, well, engineering was always something that I, I not engineering, but the, the maths and science and school mm. was something that I always really enjoyed. And my mom always said, even though you want to dance and this is nice, you need to have a plan B or something else to fall back on if the dancing doesn't work. And so she kind of influenced me to study. Um, and that was something that I was doing and then I started working but when I was working I had to stop dancing and I was like oh gosh this is not <laughs> something that I, I feel quite normal doing uh, and then I was like yeah I would rather actually take this hobby up and see where it goes if I fail I fail but mm. at least I will fail knowing that I've tried and I've pushed the boundaries and I've I've, I've pushed myself to places where people like me, South Africans, we don't leave South Africa and start careers in new countries. I know that even if I failed, I would have tried and, and fought hard for the stream that I have. Amazing, fantastic. So, very wise words from your mum. Sounds like my mother too. Yeah, um, sounds like every mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, obviously uh, there's one question which Darren knows I'm going to ask is, you know, how has it been on um, dancing on ice? Because I come from a professional figure skating background. So wow. I'm really and I know a couple of people on the show. So <laughs> no, I love, honestly, I loved it. And, and I never thought I would love it this much, but I'm so obsessed with it. I got just, it's, it's they make it look easy and you get kind of love with the little things like you know the sound of the ice when they're skating is such a beautiful thing the movement and the the, the speed that they're able to create with their body loved everything and as well the professional skaters incredible the celebrities were so enthusiastic about being on the show so for me it was like if this was my first season and then I'm really really lucky and I feel great about it fantastic well, Thank you very much for your time, Oti. I know you've got to Oh, thank uh, you. It was lovely chatting you. I feel like we could chat for another three hours. Absolutely. <laughs> I look forward to your show coming to Bromley and bring your dance studio from North London as well. Thank you. Yes, I definitely will. I will, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> thank you very much, Oti. Bye. Have a wonderful Bye. show ahead. Thanks. Bye. And uh, we caught her for literally seven minutes as part of a press round promoting the tour nationally. And you know I what? Know. I think we were lucky to get that, to be honest with you. They were running a bit late, though, weren't they? Oh, yeah, but there'll That's be people like us who occupied um, the stars for up to an hour when nobody's looking. <laughs> we did that with Kevin Clifton. You had an hour of Kevin Clifton. Was it an hour? God, it didn't it seem It was, that. yeah. I only published 45 minutes of it, but it was an hour. Oh, OK. You have the whole master file to yourself. I'm sure I shared the, the whole thing with you. Yes, yes, no, I do, I do, I do. No, you only showed me a clip. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll send you the whole thing. And then in the words of uh, Stephen Webb from the Rocky Horror Show, you can give yourself over to absolute pleasure, Z.
moving on to something else that was looking good dead which is going to be happening on the 18th to the 23rd of april so we'll both uh hopefully be looking good dead mm. but before that we were Look looking very much alive year. with the interview weren't we with adam woodyard Yes, indeed. Um, known to many, or very many indeed, actually, as uh, Ian Beale, who clocked up 3,000 episodes uh, of EastEnders since it began, and is not in it at the moment, but he is on this national tour, and he spoke to us about it, which was really cool. Hello, Adam, would you? Hello. Welcome to the Bromley Buzz podcast. Uh, have you got your coffee to hand now? No, co coffee has just been brewed as we speak there, there is a, t a team of minions feverishly crushing the beans and no i've just stuck it in the coffee pot thingy and it's coming out and it'll be here eventually yeah in your state in your state-of-the-art worthing dressing room yes in my state-of-the-art worthing dressing room yes i'm it's it's luxuriously appointed not but, um, there's no okay. makeup lying around no lashes no tights fishnet tights nothing like that no only on a sunday only on um, a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, uh, yeah. We, we've had a lot of dressing room, different sort of types of dressing rooms on the tour. Um, uh, yes, some are really, really nice. Some are really, really cramped. Some are really, really dated. Um, but it's it's the thing about going on tour. You get to see all the different faces. Um, and that's it's been lovely for me because I've, I've not done a tour before. So okay. going all going all over the country getting to see places getting coming to Bromley um it's I think the last time I went to Bromley I think I saw Tish Dean do panto there back in the late 80s or 90s um I think I might be wrong um so I've not actually been to Bromley for a very very long time so I'm looking forward to it you have to let us know what the theatre's like behind <laughs> well whilst I'm there I'm going to say it's fantastic right <laughs> before I get there I'm going to say it's fantastic it's only afterwards I'm going to turn around and say my God, that was a dumb, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what it's going to be like. Um, but the most important thing is, um, yeah, just getting the show on, everybody enjoying it and um, just having a good time there. I mean, we're, we have a good time off on stage and I think that comes through to everybody who gets to see it. They can see we're having a lot of fun. But before I get on to the prepared questions, I do have one which uh, is sparked by your remarks. If I have a word with the management of the Churchill Theatre before you come, and yeah. if you are a rock and roll diva going there, what would you yeah. want me to ask for them to put in your dressing room? Signed photo of Rag and Bone Man. Ooh. Hmm. I was actually talking to a friend of his this week, funnily enough. Right. Do you know what? Do you know why? I, do you know why I said that? No. Because on his rider. He has a photo, a signed photo of a member of the cast of EastEnders. Excellent. Uh, so nice. that's yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, because I've, I've been one of the people that they, they scrambled around for. What some someone said, we've got to get a photo of you. What for? It's in, it's in his rider. He's got to have a signed photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got to, I got to find out about that. No, what, what would I have? If I can have anything in my dressing room in Bromley, um, shower would be nice. Yeah, no, um, a shower in the dressing room is nice because I, I cycle everywhere. I don't have a car. Um, so depending on how far away I am, um, 
you know, something, something's on need a bit of a clean-up after the cycling. This is the world premiere stage production, world premiere, lovely, in uh, starting yourself and um, Laurie Brett, who we saw just now, yep. um, coming and going. And I was looking at the video trailer on the uh, Churchill uh, Theatre uh, website for Looking Good Dead, and you give it the real scary eyes during the, um, the trailer there. Uh, is that the trailer where I haven't got a beard and I've got a green Fred Perry top on? I'm not sure about the um, where, but I don't think the beard was present, no. Right, in that, in that case, that was actually... Oh, when did we shot? We shot that in November... October or November of 2020. So it was... it was We did it a very, very long time ago. Um, and I think the script was still being finalized so it was actually there was a lot of guesswork going on when we did when we did that yeah well you clearly got the idea that it was going to be a, a thriller and a bit on the scary side in places um oh, i knew I that the... i knew that because i read the book but what um but obviously the book and the um the stage play are, are, they're completely different um obviously the stage play is based on the book it's been adapted from it but there's mm. so many differences anybody who's actually read the book can come along and see this and not know what's going to happen. Okay. Well, apparently you, um, well, you might like to uh, give us a little introduction to a bit of the plot yourself, actually. I've got a note of it. Um, well, it's, it's quite, um, it's quite a simple story, which mm. um, I have to be really careful. You don't, you don't give away any spoilers with it mm. because it'd be very, very easy to, but basically, uh, the character I play, Tom Bryce, is a husband, he's a businessman, he's a, a father. Um, not that I think he's any good at any of those things. Um, he basically finds a memory stick on the train. And he thinks it's a really good idea to bring it home, stick it in his computer, and try and find the person who's lost it. Well, who's really going to stick an unknown memory stick into their computer? You're not, are you? But he does. And from there everything unravels and it puts his family in jeopardy um so yeah that that's the basic plot of it and then from there it's a case of can roy grace sorry detective superintendent roy grace um save the day mm. yeah it sounds actually a bit better than eastenders because you've actually got someone trying to help you here no people used to help me in eastenders i mean it's just the, Wolf the wolford police were useless <laughs> what I will say, by the way, the plot sounds fun. So, mm. um, you're, you're, you're the... I'll tell you what, in all the interviews I've done for this show, you're the first person who said the plot sounds like fun. Um, it, it's, it, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't say anything. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> I agree with him. Yeah, you know, it's, the it's, very, it's very, very dark. Um, the, the subject matter that we're dealing with, but it mm. there is an awful lot of humour um, in the show, um, and in some some of the some of the venues, people have been laughing in places we just weren't expecting. Um, yeah. yeah, no, really, like wow, we, we've come off stage and gone, they laughed at that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's actually funny enough. There was one today. Um, where someone laughed and it actually, I think it actually caught Laurie because it just made her, 
react to them laughing because it was just in a place we just weren't expecting it. But it's, it's the beauty of live theatre, the fact that um, anything can happen. Um, mm. Any one of us can can get a line wrong easily. Um, we can also say a line slightly differently, which then the other person's reaction is slightly different. So even though it is predominantly the same show every performance, there are just little tiny differences, which anybody coming to see it won't know, but we know. Um, but what it does, it helps us keep it fresh because we, we, we're having to listen to what the other person is saying. So we're actually, mm. rather than it just sort of coming out parrot fashion, we're still listening. We're still making sure that what we're responding with is the right response. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's It's been great fun touring. It's been great fun getting to see all the different parts of the country. Um, I, I've really enjoyed seeing all the different towns. It's like this morning I, I cycled in um, along Worthing Seafront um, and I'm, I'm, flying along, I'm flying along the cycle path thinking, God, this is a bit easy. What's going on? And I looked at the flags and I realised I had a tailwind. Um, I'm really, it's, I'm not going to be cycling back as quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the things about this, it says that um, it's your return to stage in a play for the first time since 1982, excluding pantomimes, which you've done as well. Uh, and yeah, I, I, might got, I might have got the date wrong. It might have been 81. <laughs> Well, you, you are obviously particularly famous for the, Ian Beale, who might not be described as always the nicest person over the 3,000 shows you've played him over 36 years. I mean, I was reading um, the story of Ian Beale earlier on on Wikipedia, and I had to stop. Nervous breakdown, homelessness, six marriages, complicit in murder, theft from charity, poisoned pasta, a character we love to hate and all that. Now, presumably, you're playing a, a relatively good or at least victimised character here. How, how big a change is it? Um, well, look, he's a, he's a husband, business businessman and father. So straight away, there's similarities there. Um, but no, he's, it's, a, it's a completely different character, um, which has been nice. It's been... Sorry, that was, that was company manager. Always on demand, aren't you? There we go. That's the way to be. <laughs> well, no, this is this is the this is the thing with a tour. There is there, there is always something happening, and there isn't enough there is enough time to fit things in. But you you have to juggle it, and you have to be patient. Um, it, a touring touring wouldn't suit everyone. It suits me where I am in my life at the moment. But I can understand why it doesn't it doesn't suit a lot of a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all want the tour to work. We all want the tour to be successful. So if that means we have to do interviews, podcasts, um, all these various things, fine. But we have to juggle them to fit them in. It's like today, the reason I was 10, I was 10 minutes late was we had to film a promo before I could, after we finished the show, before I could have, go and have something to eat. So literally, me and Laurie have just walked down to a chippy sat in had our fish and chips and walked back and that was it that's this is our break wow. so uh, how are you on uh, as you're going around on the tours being recognized by people is that leading to any interesting moments um no it's not really because it's no different than normal you, you you do you don't always get recognized um 
yeah, it's, it's I mean, the funniest one today was in the in the restaurant. The um the waiters turned around to Laurie and said, um, "Did you teach me at school?" <laughs> right, and he's he's sort of, he's gone away and he's come back and went, "You sure you weren't my teacher? Would you call Jane?" And she sort of smiled at him because he, he was behind me. He he couldn't see me. And in the end, she sort of said, "Um, you might have seen me on EastEnders." He went. And I could see you could see the reaction. He said, "Oh my God!" He went, "Oh, that's right, Jane." I went, "Yeah." I said, "You might have seen her husband." <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's gone, "Oh my God, he's you as well." Yeah, went silly then. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's part of the job, and it 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 helps get people to come to the theatre because they'll sort of suddenly look at it and go, "Oh, look, it's Ian and Jane. They're back together again." Um, it it does help. Yeah, but believe me, it's really ain't Ian and Jane. It's a completely different dynamic. Yeah. We had almost, what, 45 minutes with him as well, I think? Yes, and we got into things which I'm not even sure I'm putting out in the podcast itself here, uh, <laughs> about whether Bromley had more greenery in it than um, Redbridge, was it? I think, yeah, Redbridge. I think we should put it out because that would be a nice sort of discussion topic of what our listeners think and where they stand with the greenest borough. What do you mm-hmm. think? Um, to be honest, my wider knowledge of London is pretty pants. Uh, I, I may have told well, you this before. My, my, my principal knowledge of London outside of Bromley is of Soho and the theatre district. And mm-hmm. Soho mainly because of my love of Chinese food before anyone gets carried away. Yeah, but it's not so green there. Because um, it smells of Dorian a lot. But, yeah, I think we should put it out there and let our listeners decide on that. Because, I, you know, it, it was interesting. We had a, such a great chat with him, even before the recording as well. Uh, really down-to-earth gentleman. Um, he's, you know, grounded. Uh, just love his way of thinking in life. I agree. Um, do you have, though talking about thinking in life, uh, an affirmation or empowering question for us this week. I do indeed. So uh, this week, the question is, what is life like when it is balanced? And how do you maintain it? So what does life look like when it's balanced? And how do you maintain it? You do ask some questions, I really do. Um, Well, that's that, that's the idea. It's it, the whole idea is to go, think deep and reflectively, and just immerse. Okay, you're looking at me really bizarrely. No, no, it's only because I'm. Luckily, our listeners can't see that. I, I'm far more shallow than that, and the, my first thing is the only way to balance my life is I suddenly became a hermit. I think we've all become a hermit recently. Actually, that's sadly true. Right, mm. so let's do some what's on, I think. Yes, um, let's do some. Um, there's not a yeah. massive amount of it because I've been too busy trying to work out which clips to introduce in this show. Um, but a couple of significant things. Uh, one of them is that um, Bromley Little Theatre, one of our local friends, they have a play called Hobson's Choice on between the 11th and the 16th of April. And mm. uh, they describe that as a well-loved classic comedy, last seen at the theatre in 1988, that's a while ago, Um, written in 1915, a comedy from the cobbles of Lancashire. Take one bombastic shop owner, a plain daughter, a long-suffering bootmaker, 
a couple more flighty daughters and their suitors, a recipe for a very unlikely love story as newfound fortitude deals a resolution that is Hobson's choice. And apparently Harold Brighouse's play is both hilarious and thoughtful, combining both gusto and grit, say the London theatre. So there you go. Uh, that's on, as I say, 11th to 16th of April. Now, last episode, last full episode before the one I did with the Rocky Horror Chap, uh, I referred to the 2nd of April when Bromley Football Club were both opening a new bar and kitchen called Hello Broomfields and playing in the FA Trophy semi-final against York. Well, they won. They're off to Wembley. Bromley's going to Wembley. I'm going to Wembley! Get your tickets now. Do you know what? Um, on that day when they did the opening of the new bar and kitchen, unfortunately, we were all at home, ill. But um, I was looking at the tweets that were coming in and the images and things. And it was, it seemed or looked like such an amazing day for an opening, a real, real success. So I'm actually looking forward to going down there to actually see the new bar and kitchen. Yeah, well, we do like our food and drink, as has been referred to once or twice on this show. Maybe we can buzz from there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm going to an attempt to buzz, which I don't think you'd be able to connect with here as our going out one. Uh, the reason being that you're not a Tottenham Hotspur fan. There you go. There's an admission on air, people. I'm a Spurs fan. I can't get it from your dad. Well, um, then it's all your buzzing, not mine. Yeah. But anyway, one of the most famous songs in the history of that club is... Uh, we were on our way to Wembley with, uh, when we had uh, Ozzy Adiles and uh, Ricky Villa from Argentina in the side back in the mm -hmm. early 80s, I think. And uh, there was that uh, song, we're on our way to Wembley, Ozzy's going to do it again, or whoever was going to do it again, uh, Keith Birkinshaw, whatever. Uh, it's been a while <laughs> since Spurs have been at Wembley. This is really depressing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you join in if you like. This is, this is it. Yeah. Um, so this is Zenat Narani. And Darren Wheel signing off from the Bromley Buzz for this week. And uh, he here goes a little bit of Spurs on the way to Wimby. The boys from Tottenham, the boys from White Hart Lane. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> You're the one who's looking like you. <laughs> Your expression is unfathomable. <laughs> After all this time, I'm known that she's an Arsenal fan. I'm not. I'm not a footy fan. I enjoy football, but I'm not a footy fan. Oh, if you want to hear Zenat's um, thoughts on football or a little bit more about Bromley, um, we did have the episode in which we went to Bromley Football Club on Boxing Day and spoke to some yes. people there. So you can look back and on that. That was good. Podcast. Yeah. I loved that because it was real. It was action and I kind of got immersed in it. But I was very, very civilised, wasn't I? Absolutely you were. And we were sitting next to a wife and girlfriend as well as it turned out. Yes, of one of the football players. Mm. Anyway, I think we should buzz out. Okay.